pray. Lord, may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. A couple of uh, weeks ago, I had a chance to uh, work at the concession stand at the football game. And during the night, uh, one of the, a little guy who I, who I know pretty well, and I know his family, comes to buy something at the, at the concession stand. And I know him and his parents have had lots of conversations lately about earning money and about giving some away and about saving some and having some to spend. So as he comes up there, you could see there was lots of big decision-making going on. He says, uh, how much for one of those pretzels? Said, oh, those are $4. How much for the hot cheese that some people have with it? So that's another $2. And you could see the debate going on. Finally he says, okay, just give me one pretzel. And I hope I didn't mess up with their parenting at home, but I looked at that moment and went, hey, this is on me. Here's the hot cheese for you. <laughs> and this little guy, it was not lost on him at all, going, but I didn't give you anything for it. You mean it's for me? You mean I can have the cheese? <laughs> <laughs> this could have been the story of Jesus healing the paralyzed man or giving sight to the blind. I have the cheese! Right? And I share that story because I think at the heart of that gospel today in the message is God saying, I've got this amazing love for you and I want it to have an effect on you. I want to have a power so much that it doesn't end with you, but you go on right with that excitement and it shows up in how you treat other people. Today, I promise this is going to be a pretty short message. We've got uh, a lot of stuff going on. This morning, earlier, we already get to celebrate a baptism. We get to celebrate First Communion. Lots of things happening today. And maybe saying there's a lot going on is also true for that story. Did you hear what's going on? It's kind of a wild parable, right? A lot of destruction. Someone's getting booted out for not wearing the right clothes. In the midst of, of all those things, right, there's a lot uh, going on, that's for sure. There's also a lot going on. I think when you ask somebody, hey, how are you doing? How common do you hear the response? Man, we're busy. And that's true as well. A busy people, lots of activities, lots of influences. And in your life, everyone here has a story, different challenges, different struggles. Some are dealing with grief. Some are dealing with a new diagnosis. Some are dealing with other tensions. And we think beyond our little corner of the world, we think of the people of Israel and what's going on there, and on Gaza, and all that stuff, right? In the middle of it all, we've got a God who speaks and says, come to the banquet. Gives an invitation saying, I want you to know that I'm with you, and I want you to know that you're loved and forgiven, and I want that love, yes, to have an effect on you. We've had, with this parable and some other ones recently, they're kind of ch very challenging ones, not kind of. And I won't dig really deep into every word, but I think I want you to hear this. At the bottom line of all this, in all these parables, the strong language is there to say, I want this love of God to have an effect on you. I want your beliefs to also shape your actions. I want you to be sent forth knowing that you are loved and forgiven, and I want you to extend that grace to other people in this world. You're called to live this other-centered way of being. Standing up for other folks, right? Bearing fruit, as the scriptures tell us, right? Joining in God's work in the world 
by looking out for your neighbors of all kinds. That's part of what that's coming with that invitation to come to the banquet. Part one of this, if I could break it down, first is the experience for you. And God says, come to the banquet saying, I want you to know in the midst of everything that you are loved. And I want you to know that you are forgiven. You, I want you to know how much I value you. I want you to know, as our First Communion folks heard a bunch last week, there is a place for you. And maybe that sounds really simple, but I don't think it is. I think it's pretty special. Look at as human beings, um, whether it's the high school social system or what we do at any age, and often we don't have great examples of public behavior in, or behavior in the public arena, we got the capacity to be really awful to each other sometimes. That's part of how we are. Isn't that something? And Jesus says, no, I want things to be d- different for you. There's a place for you. And my hope is in our life together, not just when we're in the friendly confines of a sanctuary, but we're called to extend that spirit of the banquet as we go to show hospitality, to welcome folks, to look out for neighbors of all kinds, right? We're called to live in that spirit of the banquet so all folks know they're loved, forgiven, valued, and that there's a place for them. It's so awesome that God comes to be with us. God values us. God comes to us in this meal of communion. And I think one of God's hopes is in the midst of it that we're wowed, that we're awed, and that sends us out to keep living in that spirit of the banquet, right? To keep showing that grace to others. I think why this was shared in Matthew's community is they wanted people to, to reflect, to have that self-reflection. Am I showing that love of God in how I live? The parable at the end there where the guy gets thrown out for not having the right clothes, it's not about what duds he had on. I think it's really about saying, are you showing that love of God in how you live and treat people? I think of these different ways. How are you and I called to continue that spirit of the banquet? And you probably all have your own story. I think of this. We had a a friend of ours who, when she was um, a young girl, her mom died way too early from cancer. And so part of how she lives in the spirit of the banquet, she decided to be an oncology nurse. So she could be in that place working with families like what hers had been at one point to give them all the support, all the care, that they need. That's how she's called to continue living the spirit of the banquet. I think of others. I see uh, some of our high schoolers who when they uh, were younger had older folks, older students look out for them on teams or older uh, who looked out for them when they were a part of the musical or whatever it might be and now they go, I want to do that for the next group coming in. I'm going to take them in under my wing. Or maybe for folks who said, you know, I didn't have that experience, but that's how I'm going to live in the spirit of the banquet. I'm going to show that kind of grace and love that I wish I would have had shown to me. What's your story? And you have one. What are those ways that that amazing love of God, the spirit of the banquet, shows up in you and continues to be lived out through you? Today, in a few minutes, we get to celebrate Holy Communion. And I need to be reminded at times, because it's pretty darn amazing, that the Lord of the universe, right, Jesus who healed the blind man, who gave his life on the cross and was raised again, somehow in the mystery of it all, comes to us in this meal and says, this is for you. This is my body. This is my blood given and shed for you. How awesome is that? 
And would you take a moment and just, just look at your hands? As we do that here in the sanctuary, we've got all different ages of hands. We've got all different sizes of hands. Some of the skin is pretty young and smooth. Some of us got a few more wrinkles to them. There's some hands from labors and work have some battle scars. There's hands that are twisted by, by arthritis. There's different shades and colors and sizes of hands. But one thing we all have in common as the people of God, when we come to communion, we come with empty hands. And they're bringing nothing, never being able to deserve uh, what we receive. Jesus says, this is for you. I love you. Right? And sends us out right, to show that grace in the world. I think sometimes as a kid, I think I was kind of taught, hey, communion's a big deal, and it is, but to be really serious. So it come up very serious looking to receive it. And I'm not judging uh, this of how any of us look. Please hear that when you come forward today. I'm not going to go like, ooh, that's a 2.5 on the joy meter. <laughs> not enough out of you. Hoping for some more two weeks from now. Um, not at all. But I think it's okay to have some joy in what we're receiving, right? Um, a few years ago at a first communion, if you can picture this right here at, at Farmington Lutheran, uh, we had uh, two boys in a family, and the younger brother was receiving his first communion. And there we are, and first to the family, it says, up the body of Christ given to you. They all take the bread. And then on the blood of Christ is shed for you. And that night, we were, day, we were using cups. And it gets to those two boys, and older brother looks over at younger brother and goes, cheers. Yeah. <laughs> and mom was just mortified for a moment, thinking like, ah, I think we did something wrong there. And I'm not saying that's how you should respond, but cheers is not a bad response. When we think about this, right, the Lord of the universe comes to us in this meal saying, I love you, I forgive you, I want you to know my life and salvation and joy. Cheers maybe is the right response. And cheers saying this love is so powerful that it sends us out to join in this work in the world, to continue to show that love, to show that grace, for it to show up in how we live and treat each other. People of God, cheers. And God's blessings to you as you go and continue to live in the spirit of the banquet. Amen. Thanks for listening. You can find out more about Farmington Lutheran Church, its ministries, and how to connect to this part of the body of Christ by going to farmingtonlutheran.com. Peace be with you.